0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Talk Shop. I'm Bernie, and uh, I want to say sorry for the delay in getting this episode to you. We had to take a week off because I had a little baby boy. Um, well, my wife delivered a baby boy. I just participated. Um, so uh, thank you for, for holding this down. Uh, this episode, we have a little bit of a sound issue. I apologize for that. I was trying to whisper and be quiet so not to wake up my little baby number two. And uh, is in New York, away from his regular audio setup. So I hope uh, you still enjoy, and uh, thanks once again. Welcome to the Talk shop. It's Bernie and Chimdi. Hello, Chimdi, my man.
1: What's good, Bernie? How you doing?
0: I'm feeling good, my man. I'm feeling blessed and fulfilled.
1: Definitely. Congrats, uh, everyone on the pod. I guess it's our first pod. It's maybe over eight days, ten days maybe. Uh, But the reason for the break is because our man here is uh, a daddy for the second time. Congrats, bro. Thank you. It's been uh, under wraps for a while. No one has known, but um, we've been expecting and waiting for, for, for this period. And we are glad we can welcome um little are you guys calling me MJ or Micah?
0: I'm calling him MJ as much as I can. But uh, Micah Micah predominantly Micah Jonathan Namdi. Yes, you know,
1: yes, yes. We went with what the three you know, Huh? What's PJ's board name? Ndukwe. Okay. I mean it was yeah, it's a dad's name also, right? So I know yeah.
0: When Jonathan is is Amara's dad's name, so okay, I felt well, you know I kind of felt like if, the, if we've done one, it doesn't like it doesn't make sense to leave out the other. Yeah, but it it also allowed me to do MJ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very
0: nice. Uh, Micah, Very well Amara's always liked the name Micah, and, and it grew on me, and I I like it. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. But nice well, then when the opportunity to, to celebrate the goat came up, I was like, nah, I, 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 I gotta take it before they, they get on to me. Nice.
1: <laughs> nice. There's several, oh. several goats that, with that name, so it's not a bad um, initials to have at all. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Welcome to the world, MJ. And um, congratulations mm-hmm. to Mernie and Amara, his wife. Uh-huh. It's a blessing, man. Always a blessing. And now PJ has a brother. So yep. it's, it's always nice, always nice. Yeah. Well, congrats yep. to y'all, man. How, how's it been so far? The last few days, good.
0: It's been good. It's been. I want to say like the sleep is worse. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. What, maybe you know what? It might it might just be that like I don't remember. what, like it was like PJ in the beginning. So yeah. now I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think yesterday, I. I didn't sleep that well at night that like I took a nap for like four hour nap and during the day like yeah. I woke up and it was all time to pick up PJ from daycare. I was like, what's going on? My day is gone. Wow. Oh man. But yeah, starting, it's starting all over again. Like it really is starting all over again. You know, things, but like you forget a lot of things. Yeah. I can imagine.
1: How's PJ taking me? How has he been?
0: He's been good. He's been good. The The first, um, the first day, i want to say that we brought uh mj back pj was very much like oh i want to hold him and like if we didn't let him hold him he would have a mm-hmm. tantrum like it wow. was like he just wanted to hold the baby like yeah. um but now that's kind of gone now he's like hi micah and then he goes does his own thing so he's the, the novelty <laughs> is worn off for him but uh he, he's happy to be a, a big brother
1: Nice, nice. It's always nice to see that and observe how they are together, and they're close enough where they will. Um, well, PJ will, will pretty much raise him and they'll do things together, so that's pretty, pretty neat.
0: I've, I've been uh, I've been out of it.
1: <laughs> no, man, I mean, it's just it's, the world's crazy, man. I mean, the, the main thing I wanted us to talk about today and make sure we addressed was the whole. Incident that happened in Sokoto, um, I think last week, Uh um, a lady named Deborah, I don't know her last name, was essentially murdered and burnt um, in Sokoto on a university campus because of blasphemy.
0: Hmm.
1: Apparently, I don't know exactly what she said in the group chat, but a WhatsApp group chat. I don't know if they sent something or like one of those... My understanding is that it was one of those uh, broadcasts or something, and she was complaining that she stopped doing that. And I might be wrong. And I know that there was some voice notes she left, which is what triggered everything. And um, um, I, I don't understand how so it was an Elsa, so I don't know exactly what she said. But the men in that group, essentially, or well, the people in the group took offense to it, saying that she... Blasphemed uh, seemed against uh, Prophet Muhammad. And they proceeded to, the next day, find her, beat her, beat her to death, essentially, keep hitting her while she was on the ground, and then eventually tires were thrown, as Nigerians typically do with criminals, quote-unquote. find tire, find matches, and that's, that's that. So unfortunately, she was burned to death well she had already died by the time they put the tire on her because i saw in the video that we saw um they were beating her throwing stones at her effectively crushing her head and she was pretty much already dead and then they put the tire on her so uh very sad sight um wow barbaric um you know, a lot of people have come out, especially from that community, the Muslim community, to condemn it. So in Nigeria, particularly, some politicians have condemned and then redacted, which is unfortunate to see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you understand Nigerian, understand Nigerian politics, understand what's going on right now in the country, you understand why, but it doesn't make it good. But you understand why they, they rescinded their, their condemnation. Um, but also, it's, it just brings into question what, uh, how certain people or factions try to take, like, right, interpret or try to enforce their religions and mm-hmm. uh, questioning all that. Um, I, I saw, like, a, um, somebody posted a video of an imam or clerical or whatever. Uh, somewhere in, in the states or in, somewhere in the Western world, we were discussing just how what the Quran actually said uh, blasphemy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. How they said no one ever called for death sentence, no one ever called mm-hmm. for death by beating or stoning. Mm-hmm. That's not what the Quran said. So people yep. taking that interpretation is false and that is wrong and it's 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 a crime. Um, so I yeah, that's pretty that much.
0: One. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw that one because he was saying that um, that the Quran actually says something about um, if you hear someone insulting, I don't know if it was the Prophet or Allah specifically, that turn away from that discussion exactly. until they're done with it, and if you have to boycott the person, effectively boycott the person, then do so. But they're mm. saying turn away from that discussion, go away from it, reprimand the person if they don't stop, basically boycott that person you know don't talk that person anymore or something like that and i wonder where we get like this militancy about this um because i've seen some muslims suggest that well in christianity you know blasphemy is um a death sentence and they brought up i think was leviticus or something where it is stated that in in a certain context however People don't understand that we have the New Testament for which Jesus came and actually gave us a new agreement. So that's that's the sole point. That's basically yeah. new rules to operate by. Although then the same Muslims who've done a lot of research on this say that, to quote Jesus when he said that, you know, I haven't come to abolish the laws but fulfill them. But then there's a New Testament. So it's like they're not understanding the context of what he's talking about. He's saying to fulfill the laws and the prophecy of him coming in as a Messiah, not these antiquated laws like an eye for an eye, which he said he said is not something that should exist. In the, that's why you turn your other cheek. So to put that in its context, we don't believe that it's, it's something you should die by. But I don't think I think there's a split in Islam on whether or not you should die for that or not but to your point via interpretation but on in this case what was really really interesting was i saw a write-up by aisha yesufu i think it was who's a pretty well-known activist um in nigeria and um she wrote something where she said it was pretty deep and it was saying basically repeating what this cleric was saying right um but she also said that isn't it isn't it hypocritical that if you do believe that blasphemy is justifiable by death and you believe that you are justified in killing that person, why are you on the run from the police? And sure. I thought that makes a lot of sense to me, because if you did do this, you should stand up for it and go, I was defending my faith I was defending my prophet and my God, and I'm willing to go to jail or die for this right? True. Why are you running away? And and I, and I believe, I, I thought that was a question that no one's been asking in defending this, because some people have defended it by saying, you know, Muslims don't play with this. And it's like, it's a red line. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> red line where? Like, you know, yeah. like, is it, where is this? Is, there are certain countries I know it's a red line in, but mm-hmm. even in let me call them Arab GCC countries, you might get deported. You, If you're an, a non, you know, if you're a foreigner, you might get fined a lot of money. In fact, the fines for locals is very, very high. But death? That's a high bar even in those countries. So... Yeah.
1: I mean, um, again, then again, there's several ways they punish people that could be termed extreme mm-hmm. as a standard. I mean, robbers, cutting off hands, cutting off mm-hmm. legs, things like that, it's still practiced.
0: Mm-hmm. On
1: the one hand, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I can say, yeah, if you're still cutting your hand off, it's a permanent lesson that you never, you know, you never not remember, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, I don't want to say merit to it, but you know, that seems, you know, you still have your life. You can still change. You can still thrive with one hand, essentially. Um, But yeah, I just found this whole situation crazy. Um, You know, it's things like this that make people write off or judge a whole like religion for no reason,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: which in itself too is wrong. but yeah, It was very brutal the way they did it. They, they arrested her and like threw her in court and you know took her to uh, all the uh, I don't know what they call it, not high priests, but all the imams and made yeah. her like get tried in Sharia courts. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Maybe they'll give her hundred mm-hmm. lashes. Even that we feel somehow, but you know I don't know what the rules are in the in Sharia law. But I would hope it's not death. I don't know. But then again, people would, again they will choose to take it as extremely as they want to. you know it seems like that's what happens you know I think, I think the, the difference now is and I had I don't know why is this kind of makes sense to me or something? Do you or do you think that we the roles of the religions the major religions the two major religions has kind of flipped over time whereas Christianity was so, harsh and fanatic earlier in the day. Well, not earlier, but like
0: in the last... times of the Crusades and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they were so militant. Like the Mm -hmm. Catholic Church and Christianity in general was very militant by forced conversion, uh, slavery, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, colonization in the name of religion, uh, burning witches at the stakes who were probably not witches, but just knew how to take care of people. Uh Um, things like that and now it seems like the religions have flipped to some extent where Uh the militants because I feel like even back then Muslims were more the peaceful ones they had their Haji beliefs and stuff like that but you never hear of Muslims back in that time and they were Muslims being harsher than the Jews or the the Christians I don't think that you ever hear that
0: Um, I mean it depends I don't I don't know these things for a fact, but I'm pretty sure the expansion of, say, the Ottoman Empire um, well, the was Ottoman that religion based, though.
1: Um, uh, even even not, all those things, I know what you're saying, but they weren't the religious based. I don't think. Well,
0: compared uh, well, to Catholic, you know, not Catholic, the Ottoman Catholic Empire, let me not say the Ottoman Empire because that one I don't know. But the expansion of of Islam across Africa was not a peaceful thing. Um, and even even when we praise people like, That's fair. you know, Mansa, Musa, or whatever his name is, you know, man's had a lot of slaves, right? Like, you know, True. It, he just did. We I accept think, it because I think, Europeans have the I conquest think, too, right?
1: I think slavery, you know, I, there's some things that were just common practice back then. I mean, you know, mm. the way we have hierarchies of society now, that was mm. just, you know, back then it was commonplace for you if you were more well-to-do to just mm-hmm. have someone from another family who permanently served you, you know, it was just commonplace. I don't think it was a fact of like, it was it's not, it wasn't to me like Christians just wanting to go in the name of Christ, conquer a whole country, you know, actually going to invade people. Cause in, I, I in, think in, was in, in our that. societies, in our societies back then, even traditional societies, they had people that served the kings and rich people. Mm-hmm. They did. They were slaves. Mm-hmm. They were essentially they slaves. They did. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I think, I think no, a lot of it. The press though, comes in.
0: No, just, just a lot of it was also expansion of. So, like, you're right. They had, like, royal servants, which just still. Kind of have now even in like the british monarchy if you think about it yes they get paid but what are they really right there there's there was always some type of remuneration rem, 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 rem rem even in back in those days of some kind but um back in those days whether it's mandan Folio days and whatever if you take over a land those likely lots of those people become your slaves that, that was just how how it operated how it worked not just in Africa, Asia, Europe, we dominate. We take, we come in, we fight you, we take over your land. Okay, cool. And all of it was yeah. expansion of territory, right? Yeah. And that with expansion of territory, I don't think it wasn't to your point. It wasn't the point of it, but as a result of expanding our territory, we're gonna expand our religion. And yeah. I think. Whereas in the olden days, to your point, it was the Crusades. It was, hey, you, we're coming. And are you going to be Christian? No? Dead. Right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that did happen um, in Africa as well to a different degree. But I think to your point, what you're seeing now is radicalization is, dire- I'm going to say it like this, is directly a- a tr- aligned to poverty and desperation. If you look at... Um, Lebanon, back in the day, used to call it the France of the Middle East, or I think Beirut was the Paris of the Middle East. As things got more desperate and whatever, and wars and stuff like that, you started to see more radicalization, right? Um, Yes, there was also in Iran, where I think they were prosperous, but people didn't like the king, and they had to uprise. Like, whenever you have an uprising of some sort, there has to be radicalization that comes with it, right? That... Allows you to force someone out of power, in that that kind of sense, because they're not getting something right. And they wouldn't have forced yeah. the king out if like every if the country was happy and prosperous. And to yeah. a degree, it was, but like people were being left out. Those people who are left out are very easy to radicalize. And in Nigeria, there's the Northerners who, a lot of people like to call. and I'm not saying this I'm saying. If you ask a Southerner what they think of a Northerner, they'll go, "Those uneducated people." Who don't have yeah. anything, right? Like yeah. they'll say that most of their land is, is is just barren and there's no you know, food isn't easy to grow and people are uneducated and people are generally poor. That's that's how southerners think of them.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm saying think of them because I don't know if it's true, so I don't want to speak as if it is hundred percent true, but that's the vision yeah. that people have of <sighs> those people, right? Which means they should be easier to radicalize and say a southerner, for example. Which is true. wild. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but that's what dominates, right? Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, it's in so, generally the, these these things that just keep happening, and as a result of that, um, they had the um, they had like protests when the people were arrested, uh, burning cars and stuff. Then and what happened? Mm-hmm. Something happened in of Abu, yeah. Abuja yesterday I think or day before yesterday where a Okada man Okada is a local like bike transportation in Nigeria was carrying it turns out she was Igbo, an Igbo woman and her kid and I think they almost got an accident on the freeway and the bike driver was able to hop out of the way but Mm -hmm. his passengers perished. And as a result, the traders, who they qualified as evil traders, that witnessed this, ended up burning the guy's bike. And I think, I don't know if it's just his bike or all, all the bike riders that passed and it's in anger. I don't know what it is. And then it turned into all the other bike riders who predominantly are outside people, turning on everyone and going to those markets and, burning shops, essentially. So the tribal tension is going up just as the elections are coming, you know, just as there's vying for power, the North is not wanting to secede power, I don't know what that that arrangement that apparently the political parties have to share power. Uh, At least PDP does. I don't know if, if, if APC does have the same thing, where the North rules and then you know, the South is supposed to get their turn at some point. Um, I don't know how they came up with that agreement, but um, but yeah. So there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension just all over the country. There's a lot of poverty over the country, and I think everything's just coming to a head. And I hope that it doesn't get too bad because I do see some kind of. Hopefully, it doesn't. But some kind of widespread unrest taking place at some point in the future. I don't know if if it it will happen before the election or if it doesn't happen by the time the election has happened, then that's a good thing, I don't think. I'm hoping that whoever comes in next is a little bit more serious about making changes. But that depends on who it is. Um, Even if it's small changes here and there.
0: I think whoever comes in next has a very big job on their hands because the country is, you know, by many indications, taking steps backwards, but also the country is more divided than ever. Well, maybe not ever since there was civil war before, but then in recent times, because to your point, you know, this blasphemy thing is dividing the country, right? Because people in the South are like, what the hell is this? A lot of people in North are like, hey, this is kind of wrong, but... You know, there's there's, there's a but that, they add, that a lot of people add to it, right? And then you have that Okada incident, but the zoning incident is just symbolic of the problems, right? And for those who don't understand what Shimdi was trying to say, uh, what Shimdi was saying, sorry, was um, in 1999 when we had the re- return to democracy, it was largely understood that um, the Yorubas were going to get um, the presidency. So it's called zoning, where you go and you, of the six regions or whatever, however many regions we have, you go, okay, this election cycle is going to be contested by south-south or southwest or southeast or northwest, northeast, and central, and so on and so forth. And the southeast this year feel that it's their time. In Southeast are Igbos predominantly. And other people are like, mm, we're not sure if we want to do that, if we want to open it. Like, and it seems like what they're gonna do is they're gonna do a dance and not sit, do anything. Um, but and, and be non-committal, let me say. But it it the Southeast really hasn't had a chance to shine yet, although some people like to say that Jonathan was South and so just lump Southeast with it, um, which isn't right at all. Exactly. But it's causing tension and you already have the IPOP situation. My dad's in Nigeria right now and he's saying that they're still doing sit at home order and all sorts of things. Like it's, it's pretty bad. And if you are interested in the future of Nigeria, it probably does make sense to say we're going to give it to the Southeast because you can likely quell a little bit of this IPOB stuff by saying yeah. we're going to give you the presidency and that alone should calm them down a little bit and i probably people who want to yeah. secede and, and bring back biafra that should at least be a good faith sign that like you believe in fairness in nigeria to these yeah. people not having the southeast yeah. get its time is going to cause more problem it just is and the North has these very strong united political bloc when it comes to voting, when the South is, you know, the this isn't even united amongst itself, and it's a small group, it's not yeah. united. The Southwest kind of is. So we lose a lot of power to them, to the North because of that. What we need of- to be is a more united country, understand each other, respect each other's differences and all that kind of thing. It's very hard to do that when people feel slighted all uh, all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. Generally, I think all these things are coming up because of the election primarily. That's my thought. My thought is that a lot of these issues are wearing their heads again because of the election coming. Um, I'm hoping that there can be some resolution found. Or they a semi, like, kind of how it is right now till the election passes. Because I don't think the country can do with uh. full-on anarchy, like, established anarchy. It'll be, it'll be very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Um, a lot of people will suffer. At the same time, though, I don't know. Like, I was thinking... That COVID would really devastate Nigeria. It didn't really do too much. Only effects we have are global effects. If you if you ask me, right? What do you think?
0: Um, about the global effect?
1: No, I about Nigeria's like how COVID actually affected Nigeria. I, I don't think it did as much as I thought it might. Uh, it might devastate people. So a lot of people would die just from. You know, not randomly, but because of COVID, that like, it would be widespread like issues. But we kind of went with the global trend, if not just moved on as if life was normal. That's what it seemed like to me.
0: So like, um, people,
1: there were there were issues and stuff, but in just in general, there wasn't there wasn't more suffering in Africa. me. I
0: think part of it is. Um, we didn't care. Um, but I also I also do think that there is something genetically within us that shields us from it. Something genetic or some kind of external condition. Something I don't know what it is. Um, also there is the fact that a lot of times when people die in Nigeria and they're sick, people just go, "Ah, I died of illness," you know. Illness, and we don't even yeah. actually know yeah. why people die a lot of the time. No really, especially really. in in rural no. areas. The, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they were just—they were ill. True. That so, we, I don't think we'll ever really know the the, the effect on us. But I can say that we really didn't give a shit. <laughs> like we just did it. Yeah, and when you say we didn't give a shit, you mean
1: like Nigerians moved on as if nothing was happening.
0: I mean, Nigerians were all outside the whole time. You know, yeah, I I, mean, I legitimately thought it. that we would be dying like thousands because the economy depends on you being outside and in contact with people, you know, That's continuously. What I,
1: thought too. I really thought I thought it would be very devastating. I really yeah. thought it would be. But it wasn't half as devastating. It wasn't any more devastating than Western world. If anything, the Western world was on more of a shutdown than anything in, in yeah. Africa.
0: Yeah. You know? So I wonder if actually being outside was a good thing for us. You know, because immunity type good thing? uh, kinda like that, but also, you know, can can it the disease spread that fast when everyone is outside? You know, because this thing got worse out here in in the winter during flu season, right? Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if something about that, you know, people contact each other and they go inside and they huddle and then you get sick, and then like it, your whole household becomes sick, while in Nigeria is like, we're all outside. <laughs> you know? I, I wonder if the transmissibility has something to do with, with, with being outdoors as opposed to being indoors, but... You hmm.
1: know. Interesting. I didn't think about it like that. But, I mean, yeah, everyone was exposed. I mean, not, not, not as bad as I'm saying it, but in general, people were doing their thing. You know? And um, you know, people. My point is, the only things that really affected us was whatever affected the whole world. In terms of people were shut down, business wasn't as free as mm-hmm. it, people would want it to be. But other than that, there were not more deaths. Yeah. Like we said here just now, reporting was not half as good as maybe it should have been. You know, people would die, but you don't know what exactly they died of. And, um, I guess that's w- why it seems that way, but I wonder how much COVID deaths there actually maybe were that we just didn't know about and that kind of thing. So, I mean, unless we see true stats, it will be difficult, you know, to, uh, yep. to make that determination. Um, and we, that's one thing Nigeria doesn't do well at keeping statistics on anything anything at all. zero Z- zero uh. So, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure we talk about that because that to me was very sad. I'm talking about the, um, the, the uh, Deborah lady and um, condo sister, her family. Hopefully, there's some kind of justice. I'm not sure what kind of justice there can be, but, um, you know, and, and I don't know, I mean, people, we can't tell people how to do their religion, uh, just taking things to the extreme like that, you know. And, you know, honestly, I don't think any of those things is how the Prophet Muhammad intended those things to be interpreted. I, I mean, I can't speak, obviously, because I'm not, I don't study the Quran, so I don't know the details, but I'm, I would assume that that's not what was really preached you just burn people
0: for I mean if you have a, a, a even if it's a religious court system if that court system exists as you said earlier mm-hmm. let let it become an official declaration yeah. let it be that don't take it into your own hands I don't think I don't think anyone ever intended for that and I will say though you know if and, and I'll say this in a Nigerian context just don't Like, we kind of know, well, well, in this case, to your point, I think the the messages that were sent were not, I'm not even fully convinced it was blasphemy, at least from what I read. It it was just, I think she said something like, you know, this is supposed to be for exams and stuff. What kind of nonsense is this? And I think that what kind of nonsense is this is what people are considering that, but Try so and be problem, as though. careful as you can in these situations because your life literally could depend on it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the kind um, of thing. Like, You know, just taking offense, and it's probably yeah. just a few guys yeah. in that group chat who probably didn't like her to begin with. You know, and mm-hmm. she just happened uh, to mess herself up and just say something in front of them, like you said, that triggered the You know, but I don't. I, I'm not sure. That definitely wouldn't categorize be categorized yeah. as blasphemy, I don't think you know, but they took it that way, and you can't really account for that. And you yep. shouldn't. you should just behave as if everyone is essentially going to behave that way.
0: exactly. Yeah. exactly.
1: well yeah, um mercy in peace to her, and hopefully things can get sorted out in some way. Yep. Um, yep. You know, justice is done in some way to the perpetrators, but you know, you can never, you can never be um, sure that, that kind of thing is going to happen or that justice is going to be served. well we'll see.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, rest bro. in peace and condolences, my yeah, man. Rest in peace. But
1: let me um, let you go back to MJ and PJ. I'm sure PJ is sleeping already.
0: Yeah. So yeah but
1: um, yeah. Let me let you go back to your beautiful family. Uh, take care Thank of yourselves. Thank you, my man. We'll talk over the weekend, everyone. Hope you guys having a good week. Sorry we were delayed again, um, um, and we'll we'll try to get back on course. You have to factoring the the new baby into
0: everything so yep um, yep well we, we, we might not have the same day every week but we're gonna be we're gonna be weekly again that's for sure I'm, I'm back I'm back <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure all right yeah, bro. Man. have a good night you too all right peace
0: thanks for listening to the talk shop with Bernie and Chindy you like what you heard make sure you subscribe to the pod on apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts you want to talk to us find bernie at buj21 on twitter and chindi at coms 88 take care